everyone, before we get on with the show, I just wanted to encourage all of you to get your COVID-19 vaccine if you have not already gotten it. COVID-19 vaccines are starting to become available to the general public. Getting vaccinated is the first step to getting back to all the things we miss the most. I just got my second vaccination of my Pfizer shot, and I am beyond excited to go give my mom a big hug. She can't travel. She is battling cancer, so it's just not something I was able to do, and now I can go see my mom, and I am beyond excited to do so. So it's not just visiting your friends and your loved ones. It's supporting the hospitality industry, going to movies, all the things that we love so much, sporting events. All of these things can only happen if we all get vaccinated, and it's not just America. We should support this on a global initiative. It's okay to have questions like, should I get it? Is it safe? Should I wait? You can get the facts at getvaccineanswers.org. That's getvaccineanswers.org, one word, so you can make an informed decision. Please, please, please get your vaccines now. This episode is brought to you by Vital Farms. No matter how you like your eggs scrambled, over easy, or sunny side up, the people at Vital Farms believe in one thing, keeping it bullshit free. That's why their pasture-raised eggs come from hens who each have over 108 square feet of space to roam and forage all year round. So you can spend less time questioning your food and more time enjoying it. Look for Vital Farms in your grocery store and learn more at vitalfarms.com. Vital Farms, keeping it bullshit free. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co forward slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Welcome to the Dave Chang Show, part of the Ringer Podcast Network, presented by Major Domo Media. Thank you, Yola Tango. We are doing a my opinion as fact. Um, what are we talking about today, guys? <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, you're in a you're in a different location than you normally are. I'm, I'm in here. We're filming the Hulu show. I'm in New York. I'm not at home. We're cramming a bunch of shit uh, while I'm here. So apologies if I haven't been able to go visit my friends or spend time. There's literally been no time. And by the time we finish, I'm going to head back. So I haven't had time to go out to dinner. I haven't had time to do anything I really wouldn't like to do, to just be in New York City and walk around. I, again, this has been my home for 25 years, with the exception of maybe a one year in Tokyo. But I love this place. It is clearly a different city in a COVID world. But the one thing that I wanted to eat the most, and I guess I'll ask the question. I'm not saying what is the best pizza in the world, but what do you think is the most quintessential New York City dining experience, right? That really makes you a, a New Yorker. And I think a lot of people would say it's the dirty water hot dog or the pretzel. I know Isaac's lived in New York before. Mm -hmm. What do you think about the New York City sliced pizza? As the most quintessential, I mean, clearly, I'm not making news here. No, but- no, this you're not breaking. <laughs> yeah, you're not. You're not breaking new ground uh, by saying that. I do think the slice of pizza in New York 
it really is quintessential and it's prevalent across the city. You can get a slice of pizza virtually anywhere. I mean, especially in lower Manhattan, but but really anywhere. So that's what I've done. I, I've been here 72 hours. I've had actually five, five of my meals have been pizza. Okay. <laughs> I, I, it was four, it was actually five. And I'm okay with that. It hasn't been anything but a pizza thing. And I'm not going to Neapolitan places. I love these. There's so much good pizza in New York. And yes, I'm not starting a war. LA's got great pizza too. Like everyone's got good pizza these days, but nobody can recreate for me the New York City sliced pizza. And I know pizza snobs Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. have written, or they'll probably say almost all of New York City sliced pizza buys it from the one or two purveyors that using the same cheese, the same tomatoes, the same toppings. Guess what? I don't fucking give a shit. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. All that changed maybe is the name and the awning, the size of the pizza, the crust, whatever. But it has been a problem of consumption for me on pizza while I've been in New York. I, I would probably say almost every day I have to tell myself not to eat at least one slice of pizza. What? That's this how much is, I love it. This is actually surprising <laughs> to me. I know that you like pizza, but like I didn't know actually that pizza factored into your day-to-day New York life. Or is this just like I'm back in New York, I've got the itch, and I never used to do this? No, pizza happens in all phases throughout the day for me. If you what? walk past your pizza shop in your neighborhood, it's like, ah, do I want it's a salad? No, of course I don't want a salad. Do I want a slice of sausage and onion and jalapeno pizza? Of course I do. Oh my God. You know what I mean? Like, how are you Uh, supposed to stop that? And I'm so much happier actually health-wise for not having any of this near me because you cannot get good slices of pizza Mm -hmm. for me outside of New York City. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. Yes, people serve it, but it's not the same at all. The and convenience of it. It's the convenience. It's not just that they're everywhere, but they're open all the time. You can get a slice of pizza on every block. What, what percentage of, what percentage, okay. It's, it's actually, I've never grown up or lived in a, in a place where sliced pizza is part of the culture. What percentage of sliced pizza, pizza slices, I don't even know how to fucking say it, are eaten there, standing at the counter or whatever? And how much is eaten as you're walking down the street? It depends on the time of day. It really does. I think for lunch, it's about eating it there or if it's a really busy pizza shop. And I'm not saying whoever's the best because there's a lot. And I'm not talking about the Sicilian slash Detroit style pies, which are all the rage here and they're all delicious. Pizza, with the exception of 99 cent pizza, which clearly a lot of people like, and I don't even know how they stay in business, but they're obviously making a whole lot of money because they're everywhere. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 the Rays, the Johns, the... Joe's. The Joe's. The, if you're a pizza shop with one name in front of you, I've, I'm, 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 I'm going to be a patron. Yeah, right? yeah, and, yeah. Um, it's that, that, that classic New York City slice that you just can't recreate it. And yeah, I love the fact that everybody can basically buy the same product, but almost every pizza shop tastes a little bit different. You know, whether it's the crust, whether it's the sweetness on the tomato sauce, because you can still like mm-hmm. put your signature mm-hmm. on things. One rule is, if you start in the morning, is you never get pizza in the morning for me. The earliest I'll ever get it is lunch because you're in a rush. And it's not like you don't bring it into um, a lunch meeting. You don't bring pizza at your desk 
in New York City. I don't imagine. And I definitely don't bring it into work a sli- uh, like a slice of pizza. To me, a slice of pizza is something that's consumed immediately at lunchtime in the restaurant. And more often, if it's a really busy pizzeria, it's, for me, eating over the trash can where they keep yes. the chili pepper yes. and the parm. <laughs> yes. I'm eating that as fast as possible over the trash can. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you don't know how to live life. Is this the closest thing we have in America to ramen culture? Absolutely. Mm. Mm. This is our yeah, ramen it culture. Is. It's, a, it's a, the closest thing. And the best thing about New York City pies is the double cook. You mm. know, like, I don't want a fresh pie. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. I'm choosing the one that looks like it's been out there for 24 <laughs> hours. Reheat that shit. <laughs> Reheat that shit. Don't worry. I took a health class to get a golden apple certificate, right? For like real brown nosing with the New York City Health Department. And I learned that the healthiest thing you can eat, regardless of where you're at, one of the safest things is is pizza, mm-hmm. especially if it's cooked in a, you know, not like a rinky dink oven, but like a big pizza oven because it cooks it at such a temperature that it's going to kill anything. So I, I, I love the fact that I can take pizza that I know is going to be dry. It's almost like a little bit like fried rice, like really great fried rice is used with day-old rice. There's something about reheating older pizza in a pizza oven and getting that crust just so crispy that mm. it cuts your mouth. Yes. Mm. You almost have to, I know this is going to sound terrible. You almost have to like have some kind of like cut or or like now abrasion in your mouth because the crust is jagged when you bite into it. It's like, you know, it's like eating, like crunching into a squares candy bar a little bit. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Now, do you do you make a special request for doneness on your pizza when well you go done. to a slice place? Well done, but oh, you can ask for. I well don't. Done. I, I did. I know. I have my intuition. I, I they're like, if they try to go in and take it out and put it on the white paper plate, I'm like, no, 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 leave it in there. No, no, no. <laughs> Shit. I'll tell you know. And then I tell them, you can take it out. Like, I know, I know how long it needs to be. There's a real order to this. That's so annoying. Because sometimes if you want to take, usually the ones that are most crusted over and old are the ones that have a bunch of toppings on it, like chicken parm or onions, like all of those things, because usually they're more expensive because they have more toppings. Mm -hmm. So they're, I'm buying it simply because I know it's a little bit older and I, I can get it nice and hot. But sometimes you're tempted by wow, that sausage pie with onions looks really good. I know that just came out of the oven. And like, all right, you got to time it. So you're like, put them both in the oven. Or you say, put that in the oven. And even if they're busy, you got to find time. Can you put the sausage one in the oven now too? Like two minutes later. And you got to time it right. (laughs) Yeah, It's like working in the past in a restaurant. You got to time your pizza right. Mm -hmm. And you have to know your preference. These are very important New York City moments If you're going to live here or visit, you got to have your opinion on how you want your pizza done. It's very, very simple. Isaac Lee, former New Yorker, do you agree? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just kind of like a medium guy. Like, I don't really need it to be super crispy. But yeah, I I do want to ask you, what do you put on the pizza after it's out? So like, they put it on the paper plates. I'm assuming you're getting two. They do the Venn diagram thing with the paper plates. They put the slices I, I'll on I'll tell you there. right now why I never go with the paper plate too. Unless, unless the pizza shop that says, uh, we don't do that shit, unless you get a whole pie or enough. I uh-huh. almost always, even though it's a waste of paper, please, it's recyclable. I'm recycling <laughs> it. Don't get mad at me. <laughs> I'm always asking for the small box. Oh, do you? Yeah, okay. Always, always, okay. always. You know why? I can eat it while walking as a walking table. 
Okay. I mean, you can do it with the paper plate. I mean, it's not as effective. No, no, sure, no, no, it's no. not as effective. Not as effective. Not as effective. But not this is my question because you said you said that depending on the time of day, it's an eat in or walk out situation. So mm-hmm. when is the walking and eating scenario? And follow up question: How far do you actually make it out of the store before you're out of pizza? Okay, this is a good question. <laughs> Usually, if if lunchtime, if I'm actually having lunch. And I'm not in eating family meal at a restaurant. I'm I'm eating it over the trash can. I'm I, I eat my shit like Oscar the Grouch over the trash can. <laughs> That's his house, man. Because it's like truly, and like when you get to your second slice, you can just throw everything away in the trash can and just do the fold, and you're yep. eating over, yep. and then you're using your mm-hmm. trash can as your plate. Yep, yep, yeah. Very effective way. <laughs> very, very effective. And listen, if you go to a pizzeria and it's busy, you're gonna see who's the pros and who's not. It's usually the people that are hanging out by the trash can. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the real pros are hanging by the trash can. Yeah, okay. I mean, you're absolutely right, though. You're absolutely right. Well, what I was going to ask was, do you put the, do you go for the pepper flakes? Do you go for the Parmesan? Yeah, do you yeah, go for no, the garlic? It, here's the thing. It depends. It depends. Mm-hmm. What time of day, right? And also, <laughs> okay, you got to know okay. your pizza shop. Sometimes it may be really delicious, but it needs salt. Sometimes yeah, yeah. they'll have enough ingredients on it that you don't need salt. Sometimes you might need the garlic pepper. Almost never. Sometimes, depending on the shop, you might have to add the oregano. Sometimes you might have to add the hot sauce. Some of the shops now have hot sauce or sriracha. Yeah. Yeah. So it it really does. It's like pitching to a batter in baseball. It depends. I'm not throwing everybody the fastball. It depends. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm giving you a very relative answer because you've got to not just know thyself. Socrates also said, know thy pizzeria. Mm-hmm. And that's important. You got to know everything's a little bit different. You also have to know that the, sometimes whoever's making it in the morning might be a little bit different at night. You got to yeah. know that not all of those pizzas are going to taste the same. So that's why I don't, I can't give you an answer. And also sometimes you just might want it a little bit spicier and you don't mm-hmm. want to shake forever the chili pepper. Okay, here's a pro move. I'll, I'll, sometimes I'll take a piece of napkin. I'll take a napkin. I'll unscrew the top and I'll just pour it onto the side so I can... Uh, just sprinkle it with my fingers like I'm doing salt in the restaurant. So that's how you can do it. But sometimes like that's just too much work, which is why I like putting hot sauce on my pizza. Not all pizza shops have that. Listen, I could literally talk maybe two hours about the chaos theory, the game theory. It's really game theory about toppings. But I, so not I still I'm getting to your answer. answer I'm getting to your answer. I'm getting to your answer. Please, please, please. Don't rush this. <laughs> Don't rush this shit. This is fucking important, man. <laughs> All right. My bad. My bad. Let's hear There's it. There's very few things I feel like I'm a personal expert in. Pizza eating in New York City is one of them. <laughs> Mr. Chang, your time is up. No. All right. Let's hear it. No, let's go. Let's this go. is like a, like a presidential debate. This is where you start playing the music. So if you're eating lunch, it's over the fucking garbage can. And they have great garbage cans because usually there's a hole and it's indented and you only see these kinds of garbage cans when you're eating like crawfish in New Orleans where you can just slide that shit right in. Amazing. Secondly, if you're eating it in between meetings or you're just getting a snack, you're buying one slice. You got to tell yourself not to buy two slices. At least I do. One slice so there's no evidence. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Between now and going to a meeting or whatever, in between point A and point B, no evidence. So... The first bite is almost immediately, it's really important to have the first bite in between, really like right in the middle of being inside the restaurant and one step outside the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Because okay. you, you can't wait till you're outside. You got to like, no, it's no. like, oh, I got it. And it's one bite. And then you walk and you're eating. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it's still respectable because you took it to go and you're technically going. <laughs> you're, okay. you're walking. You're walking and eating. You're walking and eating. So that's usually it. And there's so many good places in the East Village. Having lived in the East Village for the most part of 20 plus years, I have an intimate relationship with all of these slice shops from Stromboli's to East Village Pizza to Ray's, you know. Uh, artichokes? Artichokes has been around for a long time, but it's too long of a line and they don't deliver. Okay. And you, 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 there's all kinds of things. We're going to get to eating a little bit later. I think it all depends. Artichokes is great, but real to me, it's like it's it's... It's a special occasion type of thing, right? Mm -hmm. But I will say their their square pie is delicious, and their plain cheese pizza is delicious. They're plain, yeah. Their plain cheese pizza is really, really good. good. Really good. I think that I almost never eat it for dinner, just never, because usually it's like family at a restaurant or you're going out to dinner or whatever. The only other time I eat pizza is after eleven p.m., mm -hmm. which. In my younger formative years was every night. When, when you were out fighting crime. Just when fighting your, crime? Yeah, as a vigilante, <laughs> oh, obviously. It's, 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 it's a, it was a three-tiered option. Veselka's on the, <laughs> or going to Great New York Noodle Town. Mm. Two 24-hour spots, iconic places. Or if you get Korean food. Again, all 24-hour spots. If you work in New York City in the industry, you're going to 24-hour spots. But... By far and away, the food that I've consumed the most in New York City in my lifetime, in aggregate, it's not even fucking close. There's no close second is sliced pizza by far and away. And you, 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 how should I say this? You got to find out if you're in a taxi and you're, you're coming back from a bar. You almost always have to stop four blocks away, three blocks away before you get home so you can get your slice of pizza from the place that you want. It's very important. And that's a two-slice pie. If you're really drunk, it's a three-slice. It's a three-slicer, right? You got to soak that. <laughs> soak that up. You, gotta, you know, that, and that's a lot. That's a lot. And, and, and oftentimes what's going to make you feel really bad in the morning isn't the booze. It's the amount of pizza you ate. Yes. Mm -hmm. And yes. there's a lot that goes on. And that's when I go much heavier on the toppings because I have no, I've lost sense of everything. I just Dignity. need shit on my pizza. <laughs> and that's what happens. You almost never get the calzone. You almost never get the garlic knots. If you're really feeling special, sometimes you get a meatball parm. Ooh. You know? I'm always they're, feeling they're special. They're chicken, good. Chicken parm, I've done a lot. They're, they're, <laughs> I love chicken parms from Slice Shop sometimes. But that's like when you have time. I don't know why, when that happens, but it's happened. And a lot of it is like trying to figure out what kind of pizza you want to get. Again, never going for fresh pies. Almost never get fresh pies. I almost never order. If I'm ordering pizza, like if I have people over and I don't want to get like a fancy pizza, I'm asking them to not make me a fresh pie, but to reheat an existing pie. It's very important. <laughs> very, very important. And again, I'm still trying to time out the slices of, of cooking. Like I'm running a kitchen. Like if I get one slice that's already hot and I'm trying to get another slice that's really cold, it's a little bit harder in a state of inebriation to sort of time that right. And this is when you burn yourself mm. because mm -hmm. when you tell them well done and you're not sort of so in the moment in the zone, you forget. You're just like, God, I just want to eat this fucking pizza. I just want to eat this pizza. I just want to eat it. I just want to eat it. I just want to eat it. Oh my God. And that's when you can have some real bad burns. Yeah. Real bad burns. 
Uh-huh. I could keep on going on and on and on, but I'm going to stop because I realize I probably have made no sense whatsoever about where to eat, what to eat, how to eat. It just has been nonsense. But if you've lived in New York, you know this. You know this on like a fundamental bone deep level. Everybody has their goddamn pizza shop. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's so important, man. And it's not just one. You have at least five or six. Yeah. Wherever out in your neighborhood, you got your spot. It is so important to me. And I, now that I've uh, been back for a little bit, it makes me so fucking happy. I think I'm a little pizzaed out. Five meals is a lot, <laughs> but it's been great. It's been really fun to sort of reconnect. And I'm sorry for not going out to restaurants, uh, different kinds <laughs> of restaurants, but I, I really need to get my pizza pizza on and I've been doing it. And uh, I'm I'm so happy. So uh, we've done a lot of talk about pizza. What what's next? That's the best topic we've ever discussed on this podcast. <laughs> this is the most passionate I've ever seen you. Like oh, ever. Yeah. It's amazing. People don't fuck it. People don't do it right. And I, I think it's really important. I want to know the pizza. We should also please send in your pizza burns late mm-hmm. at night. You're especially mm-hmm. in New York City pizza because when you're eating it drunk, that's a real moment. Especially with your yeah, friends yeah, or yeah. solo. But if you eat it hot like I do and you can't wait, you can really fuck up your face. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. I, I think this shit is so beautiful, man. Le- legitimately. Because I, I come from a part of the world where we don't. I mean, the part of the world. I come from Northern California, the Bay Area. <laughs> where, where like this. Obviously, the pizza thing doesn't exist. We have, like you said, Chang, there's good pizza everywhere. But there's not what you're talking about. And there's also not this thing where you have such a idiosyncratic like every single person who lives in new york has an idiosyncratic relationship with pizza with their pizza places with their order what they like how they like to eat it what they like to put on it and i think that like from that kind of a relationship you derive pride in your city right like new yorkers are proud of this stuff and i think that like the health of a city depends on having these kinds of relationships maybe not just with food but like usually with food you know, like that's what I think is so, I, I genuinely think this is beautiful. And I genuinely think when I think about my cities, when I think about San Francisco, I just wish we had more people. I, you know, we had burritos, burritos. We had like mission <laughs> burritos and people have their opinions about it, but it's nowhere near this. And it doesn't turn into it's too this much kind food. Of it's too much food at night. You can't eat a drunk. Bro, a burrito is, to me is too not much. drunk food. It's true. Too much. It's too much, especially with all that rice. Quesadilla is the drunk food out West to me. I agree, because mm. you know what? Overrated? Mm. Rice in a burrito. Can't do it. Um, you can email Chris at... <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it again. Don't give out our colleagues' oh email address. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to have to bleep it out again. Uh, Dave, one last thing on pizza. One last, last thing on pizza. How do you fold it? So, I'm just going to... I know it's uh, audio. <laughs> We're on audio, but I'm going to still d- demonstrate... And I'm not even going to think about it. I'm just going to show you how I've conditioned myself like like a Pavlov's dog. I've figured like you take one slice out and you got to like close it up real quick. You can put it right out like this. Mm-hmm. And as mm-hmm. you take it out, you know, you're trying to keep all the toppings on. And then you got to go in like this. You got to go upward in. Upward motion. Upward yes. motion and take. You got to eat the thing that's about to fall off like the Leaning Tower pizza. You got yep. to bite that off. Okay. And then... In that same motion, like it's a baseball pitch, you got to then do the downward flip to then yes. cup it. So then you put your index finger, like you're almost in the middle chopsticks, of the, in of the, the crust. Middle, and then you're with these two fingers, you're pushing them up. 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, for, right? for, any, so for any listeners, this is all in one motion. In one motion, I'm taking it out, folding it down, letting gravity put the piece of like rolling it on my tongue, taking the bite, and then on the downward motion of my hand as it comes down my arm, putting my my index finger down in the middle of the crust, my thumb and my middle finger, then lifting up the sides. Now I have it's stable. You have it's a very important thing to bite the top, the very first bite, the point, the apex of the pizza. No one's ever used that term before. All right, I'm going to coin it, the apex of the pizza. And then by some miracle of science and geometry, no matter what kind of pizza shop, the pizza is now a stable unit, like origami. Mm-hmm. It's now all of a sudden a bird. You know, you just turn this paper into a fucking flying bird and there you go. It's amazing. That's that's how you do it. And it's not necessarily a fold. You can't just... When I see fucking people just straight off the bat taking it out and you see oh, the no, cheese fall off. Come on, man. That's like... Amateur. Amateur. That's worse than a sushi bro just dunking that shit in the soy sauce and eating ginger and talking loudly. There, you can't. You cannot lose the fucking sh- toppings on the first pull. That's unacceptable. Yeah. yeah. You should be ashamed of yourself. Never yeah. let that happen. You got to fucking get on the first pull. And then I just hate it when people do the immediate fold over. That makes me so mad. Oh, no. It's in between like a fluid and frozen state. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's how I eat it. <laughs> did what I say make sense? Yes, it did to me because I, I, I no. do this all the time. It looks like you were demonstrating how a fish hook is set in a fish's mouth <laughs> <laughs> when you catch a fish. It looked like a perfect... Explanation of how to set a hook, but I have no idea. It's more of a grip than a fold. It's like half mm. of a fold, mm. and it's more of a grip. It's it's in between. As I said, it's a flu- it's an in between. Yeah, you know, frozen yeah, yeah. and liquid. <laughs> this is the most important thing I've ever fucking spoken about. <laughs> Welcome to the Dave Chang Show, an educational podcast. He holds the pizza up in the air, basically. The little fit, the little cheese hook comes out, and then Dave mm-hmm. on video is swooping in from a below. <laughs> Catch it like a like a it's trout. Like, it, it feels like a kung fu move. <laughs> you know, almost, almost a little bit like yeah. It's definitely like a kung fu move. I think we might need to publish this uh, as video. With, with Daniel, Daniel, we have another New York based producer on this sh- podcast. Yeah. What say you? What say you on all of this? Oh my god, this is you're, you're speaking my this is this is my language right here. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm born and raised in New York City. Whole family born and raised in New York City. So like. Yeah, I'm a I'm a slice pizza slice guy. Every neighborhood you go, you know where to find a good slice at all times. Did that demonstration of the swoop and set <laughs> make sense to you that Dave just showed? Am I the only one who has no idea what he's talking about? Well, I gotta say, I only disagree is I never really get a lot of toppings on mine. I, I stay, mm. I keep it a purist. I, I keep it pure, just mostly because I'm trying to eat it as I'm walking. Mad respect to you. Mad yeah. respect, Daniel. <laughs> That's fucking, that's dope. That's fucking dope. <laughs> Reduce toppings to increase aerodynamics. That's pure, man. Hey, that's pure. Yeah. What he just described, what, let me just tell you what popped to my mind. What he just described is like when I saw like a, like a 1965 Ferrari, you know, something like old classic car that's like cool and beautiful and sexy. And you're like, wow. That's that's mad respect. That's what he basically. I, that's how I mm. feel. Isaac Lee, mm. you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like the serious cyclists who only do single gear or whatever. Mm. Like they're they're like the real purists. Yeah, I, I'm saying like you just went up mad points in my book. 
Daniel, like that was that was, that was me. Tell, tells me a lot. I, I appreciate it. it. It it only took pizza and walking. It only took <laughs> pizza and walking. I appreciate it. Uh, All right, I think this is a good good place for us to take a break, and then when we come back, we'll actually do my opinion is fact. This episode is brought to you by Vital Farms. No matter how you like your eggs scrambled, over easy, or sunny side up, the people at Vital Farms believe in one thing, keeping it bullshit free. That's why their pasture-raised eggs come from hens who each have over 108 square feet of space to roam and forage all year round. So you can spend less time questioning your food and more time enjoying it. Look for Vital Farms in your grocery store and learn more at vitalfarms.com. Vital Farms, keeping it bullshit free. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co forward slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. Um, let's start off something something pretty easy here. Pistachios. Overrated or underrated? Um, I'm old enough to remember the red lipstick pistachios that they don't fucking sell anymore. I thought you were going to be like, pistachios on pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Chris, you know what I'm talking about? Those pistachios that were like dyed red. Was that a marketing thing? Why did they, why were they red? I'm just honestly not overrated. That might be the dumbest culinary invention of all time. <laughs> I was like, what is the reason? All I remember is it, it, it was like immortalized in Naked Gun uh, when they were eating pistachios. But I I love salted pistachios very much. I think what is overrated is when you have Sai, um, the Korean pop artist, doing pistachio commercials. That's when I'm like, okay, pistachios <laughs> over. Like, I'd rather have planters peanuts. I can't. I can't do also the pre-shucked I was just the shucked say. pistachios. No, part of me eating pistachios is feeling like I put in work, like a workout. Yeah. Mm. I'm fine with shelled peanuts, but not pistachios or sunflower seeds. You gotta work we, for those. We've already talked about sunflower seeds. We don't need to go there any further. But it's the same thing. I don't want shelled sunflower seeds. Same thing. Like the only time I want shelled pistachios is when I'm using it for a recipe. <laughs> but for sheer eating, for but for right. eating, right. it's got to be in the shell and salted. Although I, I try to give Hugo unsalted pistachios, and I shuck it for him. I shell it for him. And what so, was his re- what was his response? Mmm, mm. <laughs> do the work for me. Yummy, Dad. yummy. The other thing I'll say, I mean, I, uh, yeah, what happens when you have like shelled sunflower seeds or something, and you can just like eat them by the handfuls? You also realize oh, these aren't very good. <laughs> <laughs> and also, it's like when you have a handful of pistachios, you're like, that was 700 calories. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah. 700 calories yeah. and $42. Like, yeah. The so only, much. I mean, truthfully, the, the, the real benefit to doing the work and shelling your own pistachios is so you don't put on fucking entire day's worth of calories in two seconds. Yeah. Right, I'm pretty sure right. you, you equal the same amount of calories by working them out of the shell. That's what mm-hmm. I tell myself. It's a zero calorie food, zero sum game. I don't think that's even Shut remotely up, true. Move on. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> All right. Fried oysters, overrated or underrated? Oh, it's a good one. Whoever came up with that question, it's a good one. 
That's a good one. Supercomputer, you must have been really crunching the data to come up with that one. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> the algorithm is working extra hard. I only like him in a po' boy. I don't like him alone, to be honest with you. I guess I associate oysters with cool, refreshing, briny thing. And, and like when I get a hot one, it's just not what I'm looking for. I mean, a cocky fry is a, in Japan. It can be good. I think they're really hard to do. I, I, what I will say is underrated is the difficulty to make a good fried oyster. It's very hard. I also think it's really hard to find the right size oyster because if it's too small, it turns into nothing. If it's too big, like a giant bellone oyster, it's a little too much oyster. Um, some of the fried guys that I've liked come from Japan where I've had it and they'll take a giant one from the West Coast where the shell is like the size of a like Shaquille O'Neal's shoe and they, they deep fry it <laughs> and then they, they cut it into like slices and then you can eat it that way. Oh, but I agree with Chris. I, I like it in a pull boy, but I'll dare say that by the time it's fried, you can't really taste it. And all of the liqueur that comes into the shell is gone. And all you're really eating is uh, the crunchy stuff. Like when you get a crunchy spicy tuna roll. So I'm not going to say it's underrated. I don't want to fuck with people that love it. For me, I would rather eat a raw oyster, which is one of the world's most perfect foods that's ever made. That truly is Poseidon's nectar, the the the, mm. the juice that's mm. in an oyster. All yeah. hail Poseidon, the king of kings. <laughs> king Fuck of you, kings. Zeus. He's the king of kings. <laughs> um, okay, okay, okay. This next question. So I'm going to set it up like this. I recently watched Mortal Kombat in a movie theater. The first time I've been in a theater in over a year. And what was the most appealing thing about being in a movie theater again is all the snacks that you can eat while watching the movie. So I want to ask you guys, what are your favorite movie theater snacks? Hold on. I what I don't understand is not the fact that somebody went to a movie theater in COVID. That's not it. I, that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> I want to know the individual that paid to see Mortal Kombat in the movie theater. <laughs> That to me is holy fuck. So I Which didn't actually pay. So what happened was a group of, of friends, we rented out a private theater. All of us are vaccinated, but we rented out a private theater in Vancouver, Washington. And uh, we drove up and, and we watched it because we just wanted to have the, the theater experience again. None of us had been in a movie How theater. How much is the ringer paying you, Isaac Lee? <laughs> yeah, Jesus, I didn't pay for dude. it. Here's a, a couple you of the guys. You got that Bitcoin money, huh? <laughs> A couple of like the guys paid for it, like, and I just well, tagged along. Movie theater, and he's like, "Well, technically, I flew a jet, and we rented a movie theater, and then we decided to buy." We the rented movie theater. a theater in an AMC in Vancouver, Washington, is what happened. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Must be nice, dude. <laughs> Must be nice. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I say we, but I didn't pay for it. Again, I just tagged along. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, and, uh, Mortal Kombat. No, no, I can't answer this because I, I'm just sort of. You can't answer this question about the snacks. No, Cause, I cause can't. How can the fact you? That I watch like, Mortal I just, Kombat. You're, you're, it's like I just saw a murder, and you want me to get dinner? I can't do that. You just <laughs> I look like I, I was trying to support Asian American act actors, you know. There's <laughs> oh, no, so it's AAPI an active nobility. Oh, thank you, yeah. thank you for your service, Isaac. <laughs> no, 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 I, I can't. I, I don't even understand what you said because I still can't believe somebody would have paid money to see Mortal Kombat in the theater when you can watch it on, on HBO, HBO Max. Max. Yes, yes, I get you know. it. I get it. 
I guess it's just like I like to chew on the fingers of the poor and drink their blood. And oh I, I guess God. that's what I do as I'm watching my rented movie I'm theater. I'm not like a crazy capitalist. <laughs> whatever. Like, what, why are you guys... Roll out the guillotine. <laughs> oh Isaac Lee's got Marie Antoinette tattooed on his left shoulder. Oh, my God. Uh, no, I, I, again, I, I don't even want to answer that because I can't believe that you, you watched... Mortal Kombat in the theaters. The, 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 if anything, that's going to be a movie that you should watch multiple times without telling anybody the truth of how many times you've seen it in the uh-huh. comfort of your own home. Are you confessing to something <laughs> right now? Never in my wildest years would I even admit. I would never admit to anybody, anybody, I saw Mortal Kombat in the theaters. Come on, man. <laughs> so you're not going to answer my question? I really want to know what, like, what your moves are when, you, when you're at a theater. Like, what, what do you eat? Well, besides trying to sneak in as much food as you can, because that's the real move. Well, yeah, that's the real move. When I was a kid, it was trying to get Coca-Cola or sl- a Slurpee. Slurpee, underrated, very underrated. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you can get the, the hot dogs, the nachos, nothing worse than movie theater nachos for me, in my opinion. It is strictly a popcorn. I'm a popcorn man. But when I started dating Grace, she did this move of buying popcorn and Reese's and then putting it in the popcorn, Ooh. which I thought was an unholy combination. And it's awesome. I didn't know that people it's did good? such a thing. Oh, yeah, no, it's that good. Does it's not great because it gets a little bit good. melty. It's very good. Yeah. It's very good. But, I don't like sweet and savory together like that, though. Like in that kind of combination. But you watch Mortal Kombat in the theater? Come on, man. <laughs> okay, okay. I can't. I guess I can't take the moral superiority stance on anything. Chris? <laughs> and what's your, what, and what's yours? <laughs> uh, popcorn, yes. I like adding some of the crazy seasonings that are now available to popcorn. I like Sour Patch Kids. Mm. And what I like... Five? What are you, five years old? And I like... What, what are the fucking little things called? Dibs? Is that what they're called? Those are okay. The the frozen ice cream ones, the little it's it's like a little fucking yeah. I like a dib. You know, I don't I'll know. do sometimes. What I'll do sometimes at a movie theater, I'll get a Dove bar just for me. <laughs> I, I know, right? I know. Just like <laughs> so a, a Dove bar for one, a dibs a dibs container for one. But you said slushy or icy, man. It's been a long fucking time since I've had one of those. Mm. What's God underrated? Damn. Not only yeah. you could, this is like a, a Russian doll of underrated. Not only is a Slurpee underrated. What is most underrated about the Slurpee is the fucking straw. The, yeah. the like the spoon yeah. straw. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good. Oh man, like come on. Incredible. That's invention. an amazing invention. You take it out and you got a, just enough Slurpee slushy on the tip of the straw. <laughs> you want the shovel in your mouth. Oh, yeah. It's oh, like yeah. exactly where you're like, ah, I wish this little spoon portion of the straw was a little bigger, but do I really? This is perfect. No. It's <laughs> it is a great invention. Whoever invented that. They need to be reevaluated in the Goat Hall of Fame. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. I get the risk of sounding like I'm part of Isaac's entourage. When we were still going to movies at the at the end, whatever, whenever the fuck this started, um, we were probably primarily going because we only had that opportunity to get away from our kid for like exactly the length of a movie. So it's not like we could do dinner and a movie or a movie and then a late night drink or whatever. It was just like you get one little slot to go do your thing. So we were going to the theaters that, you know, Alamo draft house and things like that, where you were getting all of your shit there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I would always try to like pack too much in. Cause I'd be like, this is it. Like, let me get a, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna get like a three course meal with a milkshake and a cocktail. And like, they sell beer by the bucket inside the movie theater. Let me get this. And then like, 
nine times out of 10, like the lights would come up on the movie and I would have like $130 worth of uneaten food and drink that I didn't manage to eat. And I tried to finish like as the, as the crew is coming in to clean up the theater. That's really an amateur move, but that's what I was trying to do. Roll up the guillotine for Chris Mm. Ying, man. $130 worth of uneaten food. Come on. Listen, it's all I have. Are you shaving truffles on that shit? (laughs) (laughs) Could I have truffles on my popcorn? No flakes. White truffles? Excuse me. I bring my own truffles in. (laughs) I sneak them in my pocket. (laughs) Um, This is a pro move. I don't know where I learned it, but one of the issues when you get popcorn is I, first of all, I never do butter. I never do extra butter. Not because it's just not butter. Number one, it doesn't taste like anything. Number two, and it, mm-hmm. it's really bad for you. Number three, but the popcorn cooked in movie theaters is cooked in so much fucking fat that you really don't need to add any more fat. Yeah. I find that a lot of movie popcorn, popcorn is not properly seasoned with salt. So one of the things I do is I'll take out one napkin and I'll, unfold it and I'll put another layer double ply and then I'll pour salt into the napkin and wrap it up like a little pouch and as I get halfway through the popcorn because then I get my large bucket I'll season it with salt and you shake it up and then when you get halfway through you unfold your pouch of salt and you sprinkle it in again and you have enough salt that to me is one of the best moves whenever I see somebody do that I'm like I hope you become senator one day you're going (laughs) to save a lot of lives yeah, no, I know exactly what you're talking about because it's like if you go to a real pro soft serve or like frozen yogurt place, they put the toppings on and then they like use the spoon to cut a little hole in the middle of it and put more toppings into the middle of the thing. That's essentially what you're doing with the popcorn. Can, I, can I tell you what happened recently as a non like a side note to this yogurt story? Growing up, I went to TCBY and that doesn't exist and I never really caught on to the Pinkberry craze or frozen yogurt stuff in general. Until I started dating Grace, Grace really not loves it, but occasionally she she'll crave a frozen yogurt type of thing. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, she wanted it. Hugo wanted it because he likes frozen yogurt. So I go out and get it. I drive there, pick it up, and I <laughs> I had actually never really been one. I've never even done it. I've never actually bought frozen yogurt, done the handle. I didn't know what to do. I actually stood there in the store being like, how does this work? This is so confusing. Because <laughs> there's like 25 pockets. fucking flavors. How do you choose this shit? And now even still, there's like f- more confusing stuff. It's like acidic, like the tart yogurt, non-tart yogurt flavor. Then you have vanilla. And I was like, is a vanilla yogurt flavor? Which one do I fucking use? So I even had to ask, which is the one that is the most traditional? I was like, just say traditional. Don't tell me tart, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's one for me, one for Hugo, one for Grace. And I'm thinking I can get one one small one for Hugo, but there isn't. So I was like, okay, I'll just freeze whatever's left over. So we got three. I'm now like doing the whole pour thing, you mm-hmm. know. Pulling the handle, yeah. It's something I actually never really took advantage of in college. Did you ever take advantage of the saucer of ice cream in college? I feel like such an idiot for not doing that. No, it's insane. It was always there. And you're just like, oh, never I'm too cool never for that. It. I can't do that. Yeah, too cool for that. Um but here's the thing. I, I didn't know. And I was like, my Korean value, like the Korean chicory immediately popped in my head. I'm like, I looked at the prices like, oh, this is like all you can eat. I'm like as much as you can put in. <laughs> no, it's I not. That fucking, <laughs> I packed that fucking each cup with as much fucking yogurt as possible. Oh my God. And it is not a buffet plate, my friend. 
and, mm-hmm. and I packed it each one and I kept on like hitting it down so the air <laughs> would come out and I packed it even more. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, these guys, I'm getting such a deal. I'm getting such a fucking deal. Oh no, Dave. And then the toppings, and I'm like, yeah, I'll have some mochi, I'll have some strawberries, I'll have some boba, I'll have whatever, blah, 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 blah. To the max with the exception of Hugo's, and I, and I gave him like a little bit of, I think, chocolate or whatever it was. Put the lids on, give them to the cash register, and then I was like, uh-oh, something bad's about to happen because I see that she starts to weigh them. And I see, I see her, her, her face gave a little twitch of surprise Mm. when she saw Mm. the price, because I don't think in her time working at this yogurt shop, has she ever seen something so expensive for one cup? Mm -hmm. I think I broke the record. Mm -hmm. Guess how much it was for me for three cups of frozen yogurt? 15 bucks. It's fucking insane. $33. Thirty-eight fifty. Thirty-eight fifty. Oh my god! You're a fucking monster. <laughs> oh my god. So much. Wait, wait, wait. So you had? A, what were the sizes of those little cups? Do you have three different sizes? Are they all I the won, same little? No, I didn't even use the large one. I didn't get the big fucking quart container one. They were just like the middle size. <laughs> I swear to God, I was like, "How is this possible?" Yeah. And then, yeah. of course, I wanted to ask. My initial reaction was like, "What? There must be some mistake." Maybe mm-hmm. there was a mistake. I don't know. Maybe she charged me for extra. I don't uh, know. I don't know. I don't think but so, man. I, I didn't want to seem like such an idiot in case that I was like, dude, you dumbass. This is how it goes. You got to play it cool. You got to play it cool. Would be. So I could play it cool and I just put up my credit card, paid for it, put it back in my wallet, walked out and been like, I'm a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> you just got completely owned by the Nobody has, show. And I kept on, I walked back to the car and he goes in because we took a drive and I'm like, I don't think anybody has ever spent that much money for three cups of frozen yogurt, maybe ever no. in the history. You got back in the car and you called Marguerite. You're like, we got to open a yogurt shop. <laughs> this is the greatest model ever. So stupid. I'm so fucking stupid. Uh, I just wanted to share with you my stupidity. Oh my That's God. pretty hilarious. I love that you thought you were getting them. <laughs> you're like, how much can I, can you know I that moment where you're like. <laughs> That that moment where you're like, oh, I, I'm gonna get them. They're, they don't. Right, right. This is a loophole in the system. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um. All right, all right. Let's do one more before we close it out. Chickpea pasta and alternative pastas in general. How you feel about them? I've never, never eaten never. one. You've never had one. <laughs> like never a lentil eaten. pasta. Why would I eat that? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. I think I am gluten intolerant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I still won't eat it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you know why? Because intolerance is something you should get past. <laughs> Chris, <laughs> come on, bro. To be better than that, man. I mean, like, sometimes we'll eat, like, brown wheat. Like, what is it? I, I just call it brown wheat pasta. I don't know what brown <laughs> wheat <laughs> pasta. <laughs> like whole wheat pasta? <laughs> yeah, that's what no, I meant. No. Whole wheat pasta. Brown that wheat thing. pasta. Brown wheat pasta. Brown wheat pasta. Um, Bob weep, grind out wheat, mini bomb. I, I can't. I can't. I can't do it. And listen, I've tried some of the rice, the rice stuff. It just disintegrates. So no, I, 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 if I'm going to eat pasta, I'm eating the traditional wheat, gluten. That's it. I, yeah. I honestly, I, I literally found out I was Today, years old, when I found out that pasta could be made from lentils. 
I thought it, he thought he thought it was just brown wheat and white wheat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean chickpea. Well, I mean, I know the chickpea is amazing, but like, why would I eat chickpea pasta? Yeah. I mean, I'll eat pasta, and we've sold. I have a great pasta dish that is made with real wheat that has chickpea as a sauce, but I'm not going to eat chickpea pasta. Is it good? Uh, it's all right. I had it recently. <laughs> It's comparable. I mean, like, it tastes vaguely like pasta. It would only make sense if you're... If you have like, celiac. Uh, again, it's a dietary restriction. Yeah. Then, yeah, I would eat it. But I'm not. So I'm not going to eat it unless I have to. And even if I have to, you know what I'd eat? Rice. I'd eat just eat a bowl of rice. <laughs> <laughs> bowl, bowl of rice and kimchi. Like, I would eat that all day long. If I have to eat brown wheat pasta <laughs> or some variation of that, <laughs> you'd it's return to like a like wheat. a 19th century Korean peasant. Yeah, rice noodles. I'd eat vermicelli. I'll do you know anything. I don't want to eat. You know, it's the same thing of like lentil pasta. I was like, then just eat lentils. Why do I want to eat a vegetarian like a like all the vegan burgers that are not impossible mm -hmm. that are like garden burgers like a burger? Like why? Just shape into something else. <laughs> <laughs> or chicken nuggets. Like, no, you don't have to shape it in a chicken. Just it could be anything else. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. That's my thoughts on that. I don't make any sense, but that's me. You'd rather not have a facsimile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eat the real thing. Lentils are delicious. Chickpeas are delicious. You know what I'd rather eat? And then clearly not even a bowl of rice. Give me a bowl of hummus. Mmm. <laughs> But I'll eat hummus with chickpea bread. <laughs> Interesting. I can imagine Dave saying all this to a, to a server at a restaurant. <laughs> Just like, Sir, today our special is the chickpea uh, pasta. I want hummus. <laughs> Just turn it back I want into brown wheat pasta. Yeah. Yeah. Can you cook it and puree it? <laughs> and add some sitar and uh, lemon juice, olive oil, garlic, and a little yeah. cumin. Just some peanut bread on the side. Yeah. Mm, delicious. Uh, uh, all right. One more, one more. Yeah, yeah, no, no, we're just gonna close it out with our uh, with our recurring question. What's the best thing you ate this week? Best thing I ate this week was at the new Sambar in South Street Seaport, and Unjo gave me her kimbap that I've been watching from a, a distance, and it was delicious. Mm. And I posted it on Instagram today, and one of the comments was because I want to say it's very different than sushi, uh, similar but different, and then one of the people commenting said well sushi is different because it uses fish and kimbap is different because it uses it uses vegetables and i said you're incorrect what do you feel about that isaac well there can be vegetables in sushi and there can be vegetables in kimbap tradition yeah. um well i think kimbap i don't know i don't know how to delineate it outside of the, the national but like there's sesame oil and used with the rice instead of vinegar and sugar That's true. but for me it's less about that as I've had kimbap in Korea. A lot of it is, it's funny, and this is more of a meta conversation, just because somebody lives there, and yes, they this person probably speaks better Korean than I do, but I know that they probably ate at the same places over and over again. And a lot of kimbap is either imitation crab meat or pulgogi or just vegetables, and it's delicious and fun. But I've had kimbap on the peninsula, particularly on the coast, that were filled with fish. Yeah. So it, it, 
not necessarily true. A lot of it is the variations that you can't get kimbap. I mean, even even inland, there's odeng in a lot of kimbap. Correct. Which is fish cake. Fish cake. So that's not even what I'm arguing at. Sushi is more maki roll in, in terms of the similarities, right? Uh, that's what we're talking about. But I'd argue outside of futomaki, which is the real equivalent of kimbap in j- Japanese cuisine, I think... And I, this is how I broke it down. I think that sushi, including maki rolls, is like Catholicism and kimbap mm. is being Protestant. Mm. And Catholicism is much more rigid in what you're allowed to do. That's true. What can be defined as maki roll, what can be de- defined as nigiri, all of that stuff is very delicious. I love it, but it's very set in its ways and it's going to be hard for it to evolve. Kimbap, for me, is unbound by tradition. <laughs> You can put anything into it. Mm. Cheese. I've had American cheese in kimbap. Haven't yeah. you? Of course I did. Delicious. Yeah, it's great. I've had all kinds of ingredients in kimbap. Mm-hmm. And I think that one of the things that can happen is that kimbap is actually something that evolves more quickly with wherever you're at. And mm-hmm. it is something that changes with the times less so than the rigidity of Japanese maki rolls. And I think that it's very different. Clearly, we don't even have to talk about the his- history involved in the in both, who influenced who. And I think that kimbap is actually something that is open-ended. What do you think mm. about that? I, I also have seen it go badly, and maybe this is also a good point of a comparison with Protestantism, is that I've had some bad kimbap. And like, you know, Protestantism doesn't have the best history, especially in the Western world. So I think that's a great comparison. That's Isaac Lee at the ringer.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, please <laughs> yeah, come at me. Yeah. <laughs> come at me. You know what has the best kimbap, I think, that I've had in uh, in LA or the Lotte Market in La Canada is got unbelievably good Oh, kimbap. really? I don't think I've ever had it. Yeah. And guess what? It ain't made by Korean people. It's made by people that are non-Korean. Oh. And it's delicious. I fully embrace that kimbap should be something that is multicultural and all over the place. Yeah. That's yeah, I- it can really, it's a very adaptable formula. It's almost like the sandwich or like that kind of format where it's very simple. You can just kind of make it into whatever. I've had kimbap with abalone. I've had kimbap with oysters, fried oysters. I've had kimbap every which way, all kinds of raw fish. Mm-hmm. But the basis is the same, rice, seaweed, Temuji, but not always. Usually vegetables, like yeah. it, it, it's changed. And it's the same thing with maki rolls. You're, you're seeing it change into all kinds of fillings. Did you say what is in the, the current iteration of kimbap that Joe's making? Joe's got all kinds of shit, man. Yeah. Joe's working on all kinds of stuff. But the irony of this, not irony, what I find fascinating on this is. Japanese futomaki at the like some of the sushias is becoming a thing. And it's that's where some of the in, innovation is happening. And it's interesting that this nuance is something that a lot of people that are in food or write about food w- won't understand. But we're at a real interesting place as to what is what now. Because mm-hmm. it's sort of like postmodern theory. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's like, what are, where do you mm-hmm. go now? What, what can you say it is? While that's being said, I think at the core, people forget how regional Korean food is or any country that makes delicious food. They don't. They just don't know. Yeah. It's not that they forget. They just literally don't know. 
Yeah, you could live in fucking Seoul for three years, five years, ten years, and not know shit about how the rest of Korea eats. Oh yeah, absolutely. So don't. Mm. That's where I'm like, just yeah, you could be an expert in one thing, but not like how everyone eats. Like kimchi tastes different throughout Korea. Mm-hmm. Some people add oysters, some people don't. Some people add raw fish, some people don't. Some people add crabs. Some people, it's just so different. A lot of kimchi isn't even cabbage. Yeah. Kimchi literally isn't Napa cabbage. It's called Petu kimchi to say it's cabbage yeah. kimchi. So uh, I, I, I'm not trying to throw shade or start shit. I, I really appreciate the ability that people ha- can talk about this in a way that people never talked about before. But I think it is Old Testament versus New Testament. Maybe that's more appropriate. But I do think that sushi is much more Catholicism and kimbap is more being you know Protestant. And within kimbap, it's Old Testament versus New Testament. All right. All right. Well, close us out, Dave. I don't even know what to say anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like... Eat pizza. Eat kimbap. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, I feel like I have been uh, abducted by aliens and I have an <laughs> outer body experience and me and Shirley McLean will be coming out with a book about uh, being abducted by UFOs. <laughs> Give us five stars while I'm still on this planet. <laughs> <laughs> All right.